Welcome to Office 365 Distilled. The show where Steve and Madame distill Office 365. Well, here we are, Moraine. It's another Monday evening stuck in my office in a very small village in Belgium called Streatham. How are you feeling? Well, my voice is coming back at least. That's what you get for having way, way too much fun on SharePoint Saturday in London and collaboration in Wiesbaden. Yeah, it was a very epic week. No, no, no. You need to look. The tax man's listening. All that hard work you had to do advertising your services around. Europe and yeah, absolutely yeah, and getting everyone uh, beers all the time and uh, getting to li- them to like me so that they would now uh, buy my uh, consultancy services. Yeah, it's it's hard work, but somebody's got to do it. I guess they probably have. Yeah, I have a slight problem here. I can't see. Oh yes, we are being recorded. We were hidden at the bottom, top of the screen. I thought we might have had a technical jip. Another one of those days where we spend an hour <laughs> talking and then find we've got nothing recorded. Whoops. Yeah. I can see the lines going up and down now, so that's okay. All right. Cool. So go on, then. let's give us a quick recap, because uh, the last time we spoke, you told us where you were going. So now you can tell, them, tell us how cool it was. Yeah. So... Wiesbaden uh, first, just in case Wiesbaden, you forgot. Wiesbaden, Collapse Summit, European... Oh, we've got a few names to drop as well, actually. I saw you with some... Selfies with Carmen. Yes, yes. You guys yes, travel yes, down yes. together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. How yes. is she doing in a new job? Uh very well. I uh, just said uh, the only thing I miss about her, right, uh, when I Don't saw get her, yourself into trouble. was the uh, probably uh, was that she was not wearing uh, lipstick, and apparently she's not doing that anymore. Oh, the makeup stuff's gone. Yeah, that's a real and shame. I thought, yeah, that was a real. I I said it to her like every time she would walk into the office. Uh, always perfectly dressed, and then just that bright red lipstick, and you could just see her walking in. I was like, "Oh shit, she's here now." We have to Behave look ourselves. like we're re- really, really, really working. working. Yes, yeah. and the thing I missed when there's pictures was the blue hair, or was it the green hair? Whatever color yeah, the, hair the she hay. had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, she had all. Anyway, call mm-hmm. out Carmen. Great to see. You. I'm glad she's working well in her role as yeah. Uh, she was definitely having lots of fun. Yeah, and she's appeared on Twitter. I notice. Yes. So yes. we'll make sure her yeah. handle is on the uh, the notes because I can't remember what it is. I will definitely do that. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, that'd be cool. Cool. Uh, so that was Wiesbaden. You also bumped into another bunch of people at Wiesbaden. But anyway, it was yeah, a good event. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was 2,100 people there. Uh, so wow. massive event, really large rooms uh, to speak in. Um, uh, great content. People from all over the world uh, came there. Uh, both to speak and both to listen. I bumped into uh, Matt, for example, from uh, the UK as catch well. Catch Matt. Um, we had, uh, yeah. Matt the, Taylor, yeah. The, yes. Yeah, at Cat yeah. Match. At Matt Catch. At something, Catch Matt. Yeah, That's something, it. At, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, listen, everybody, we got a really, really special whiskey. We always have a special whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a really shit whiskey to taste today. No, 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 not really. Uh, but we haven't started it yet, I promise. I, uh, mm. I just can't speak straight. Yeah, so you saw Matt. No, that, cool. that was yeah, it was it was lots of fun. So the the guys that are pulling this off, it, it, it's a massive event, and it was it was so so cool. I saw um, an advert for a collaboration event in the US, and it looked the same kind of branding. 
Yes. Do they... So they have one in Branson, Missouri. Ah, okay. And it's called the North American Collaboration Summit. That would and make they sense. have one in Europe. Uh, maybe they'll do one in Asia. I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea. You just want to speak over there now, don't you? Of, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I get that. I actually bumped into the guy who was organizing, uh, I think it was SharePoint Saturday in India. But they're doing it somewhere in November, December, something like that. Just at a time where we have, or what I have a lot of trouble, um, not trouble, but travel. It's not um, just me that's got word problems today then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, it's definitely on my list. Go there someday. This is crap. But it will not if be If you got busy. offered a chance to speak in India, regardless of whether you've got Ignite in the same month, you would go. I would probably fly from Orlando to, uh, to <laughs> no, India. You don't want to do that. To, uh, I, the hour. worst jet lag I ever, ever had was when I flew from the US to Dubai oh, yeah. over London. Okay. So you go to London, I went to, to Boston, I think it was, and then from Boston to Dubai, and I'm sort of waving at London on the way back. And when I landed, and the, you know, I, the, the jet lag was horrendous. For some reason, going negative to positive over your own time zone, and I did a lot of traveling over the years, uh-huh. it was... Uh-huh. Yeah, I was the worst jet. I never get jet lag, but I did that trip. So mm-hmm. you don't want to do that, really. No, okay, okay. Anyway, you'd need to. We need to get back to ignite. We need to yeah. do another podcast, and then you can bugger off to India, and that would give us something to talk about in December. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, makes sense, makes sense. And then you did London. Then we did London. So uh, always a great event. They didn't do one last year, but they. Uh, I was there two years ago. It was so much fun as well. Uh, this this time as well. A uh, great turnout um, because the sun was really shining. And you know that if the sun is shining, it's a Saturday. People don't want to be inside in an air-conditioned room. They want to be outside with the family. But still, there was a lot of people that turned up. Um, also, really cool uh, people, really cool speakers. Some people that were speaking for the first time or people that were speaking for the first time in their not-native language. Cool. That was very, very Oh, that's cool. right. You learned some Swedish or Finnish? Finnish. Finnish. Some Finnish, yeah. And that was actually the first time. Her uh, name was Carolina. Uh, first time that they did that, she did her session uh, in not Finnish. And that was really good. That was a so really fun session. So she didn't finish? <laughs> that was one of the questions. Uh, oh, one of the jokes that we on. had. Yes. Yes. She had to finish on time because that was, it was the last session. And afterwards, it was a raffle in the closing keynote. So she had to finish, finish on time. time. No. Yeah, you oh, see, well. go to SharePoint Saturday for the best jokes. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> no, no, but they, they, oh, it, it was it was a lot of fun. There yeah. was uh, I was tracking the uh, the Twitter feeds from London, and people were sending so much stuff out. It was yeah, uh, it was mm-hmm. all pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And since we last spoke, we had uh, Jeff and the team in Vegas. Yeah, and a few yeah, people yeah. we know went there. Yeah. So, true. what was your kind of uh, best highlight from Vegas? I find it strange. I mean, I know you're thinking. I can see you mm, thinking. So mm-hmm. I carry on talking. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always said that Vegas. We talked about this before. Actually, is always the kind of strategy release. But in yeah. some ways, their kind of announcements were things that we'd already seen working in a number of things. Yes. So, so last year they they said, oh, the the file step for Teams is coming. I've been looking they forward said to that, that for last ages. year, and uh, now they say, yeah, it's still coming, and everyone was getting weirdly excited about it. That is, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, we know it's coming. You told when us is it going to arrive? Yeah. Um. So and there's and, a joke there, isn't there? Probably. How do you know when a posh girl's coming? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm arriving, I'm arriving. Sorry. <laughs> I, I will cut that bit out, probably. No, you won't, because <laughs> that's just too fun. Uh, but I actually, and um, I, I really don't want to diss the, the, the Teams team, uh, Microsoft, but they've been saying that a number of things were coming out, and I haven't seen them, because when I was working on my slides for uh, London, it was actually, I was uh, rehashing my slides I did uh, two months ago, in uh, Warsaw or in Brno, one of the two. Um, I was actually reusing them, just copy pasting them in the new uh, slide template. No, no, no. You and were, there was you were rebuilding them. You weren't copy pasting <laughs> them at all. I you was were double, them. doubling down on them. Yeah. Um, and um, I actually saw this one slide where uh, it said that the um, the uh, calendar uh, thing in Teams. So now, if you go to your agenda. Uh, in Teams, it will only show you that one day uh, thing. They were actually going to change that into a whole calendar experience like you would have in Outlook, for example. Yes, they were. And it said on the top of the slide, it's coming out in April 2019. So I was like, hmm, that's not there yet. There was uh, two, there was a series of slides. That's okay. I've only got a short cable and I was walking forwards and Moraine was just making sure I didn't pull all the equipment off the table. Thank you very much. Right. Um, I will try and stand still. There was a bunch of slides that came out of Ignite last year, and I've been meaning to dig them out, which actually had all of the deliverables and what was coming yeah. near term, mm-hmm. end term. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe for the next podcast, we'll dig out those slides and we'll, yeah, we'll have it. So anybody from Microsoft that's listening, be warned. We're going to go and check all the things you said you would deliver out of Ignite and when it was going to get delivered. And, uh, and then we'll take the piss out of you for the shit that's running late. Yes, All right. we will. Yeah. Uh, so be warned, you've got about two weeks to get everything out that was on those <laughs> slides, and then we can sit there and go, hey, how wonderful. Actually, we know that you guys are wonderful, and we also know that some of this is really hard. Absolutely, yeah. And also, they're listening to the whole user voice thing, yes. and they're probably, there will be some, some ideas popping up there that they will probably say, okay, this will, uh, we will have to build this first. I think they just get distracted by the exciting stuff, like Microsoft To Do. You know, the changes of To Do since it's first released and now it it's links staggering. to Outlook yeah. and all the yes. other tasks and, and all yeah. the functionality they've got on there. So I do get where they're coming from. It's incredibly agile and it is the right way to go. You know, user voice is creating the user stories of what they need from their apps. I mm-hmm, do get that mm-hmm. they're following it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thought I had about the kind of SharePoint Saturdays the other day as well. Um, in that a lot of the presentations you have are all technical based. They're all about, hey, this is the really cool stuff you can do in whatever, yeah, or mm-hmm. our power apps and all that kind of stuff. And what we end up doing is we end up, I guess, making it difficult to do real adoption. Nah, that's not what I mean. What do I mean? What I mean is we're increasing the toolkit available to us without mm-hmm. necessarily working on the instructions on, on how you fit this into the business. Yeah. And just to jump on that, uh, so in London, uh, Edita Gorzon and Thomas, Thomas uh, weird last name. Yep. Mr. Weird last name. Yes, right I saw him now. on the agenda. Uh, yeah, he, he actually got a hashtag uh, power queen right now. I'll, I'll tell you all about that later. Um, but uh, they actually did a session where they said, okay, everybody's talking about flow. We are talking about how you can use flow for your marketing 
department. I saw and they that actually recently. built yes. a few scenarios. Okay, like this is how you can use, for example, monitoring your flow tweets. to do your uh, yeah. tweet monitoring. Yeah, yeah. And that was that. I think that was a really cool idea. It's not like look at all the cool shit that we can do with this, but look at real life problems from a specific part of the audience or an organization and let's try to solve these. I think it's something that the SharePoint Saturdays need to think about as they progress, especially as we've seen them developing, you know, the Flow Saturdays and the Power yes, App Saturdays yes. and the yep. the more kind of mm -hmm. specific technologies, is that we don't just train people on the tools without training them and thinking about Agile at scale. You know, this way where you say, I need to understand the tools, I need to know which spanner to pick up to do what job. Yeah. But my overall role with this spanner is to make the engine work so that the customer is getting 2,000 miles before it wheel falls off again or something. True, yeah. And yeah. I think there's a, there's a chunk of that missing. There used to yeah, be a lot also, more power uh, business people at these events, but there yeah. seem to be less and yeah. less of them now. True, yeah. And also Liz that also did uh, in both Collapse Summit and uh, London uh, her session around um, the 24, 25 real-world use cases for uh, teams. And Again, it w yeah. it's a kind of. Uh, I had a conversation today with the project manager, mm -hmm. um, and we were talking about the the co the collaboration team are talking about wanting to go to the business. So we had a workshop a few weeks ago. Great workshop. We said, "Hey, this is what you're going to get in a very high level way. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the kind of site that you will use in this kind of scenario." Uh, so as a power user basis, and they were going, oh, yeah, but done. we're talking about migration of the content. They're going, oh, yeah, but oh. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what we came out with was over 100 uh, suggestions from them uh, about how the business would like to use this technology. And we are turning those into our roadmap for the next 18 months. That's so true. User stories. Some yeah. of them, yeah, yeah oh, some cool. of them, some cool. of them, they'll come back. And it's great. We'll talk about this another time because it's, kind of a long-winded kind of process but i'm sitting there going the project manager is kind of saying to me but well, that's fine but i don't have the budget for you to do this okay mm -hmm. there's there's mm -hmm. a there's a catch-22 mm -hmm. here for a second yeah. all right so, so the user says they need this but they can't have it because you won't pay me to do it so what are you how do i justify my budget because this is what the users want mm -hmm. so by not doing that by not taking that workshop my, my the whole loop doesn't work you know, now I love this guy. He's is a, a is a super agile manager, um, and he challenges every single time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But of course, it eventually it started to wind me up because <laughs> just a minute. Yeah, you know, we talked about yeah. doing this, and the workshop delivered this. So I've got a really good list, and this was only with with ten percent of the less than ten percent of the ambassadors. So we're looking to do it, and today we agreed that we now go and do it in Paris and London, and with the other ambassadors and. Yeah. web calls and things. And it's, it's a really good process. This this whole Agile stuff for SharePoint and Office 365, and I know I want to do a lot more stuff on this because I think it's ideal for taking all those tools and starting to work out how they can add value and benefit to the business. And I Absolutely, went on one there, didn't yeah. I? I went on one there. I do apologize. So yeah. that's cool. So you were saying that... I, th uh, I think I think that's a really cool idea. And, and also just, um, isn't that because you said there's no money but isn't that the money that should come from the business to pay IT? Because IT should, is a service to the business and the business should say, okay, this is where we want to go and IT should follow. Um, but isn't that why like big organizations always 
give all the departments a bunch of money to do projects or to do their stuff? Isn't that it's interesting, how it isn't it? Work, yeah, the, the different people do different things, but the IT budget. I think the IT budget. Uh, you know, we're talking for a technical company is like. 35 40% of the total budget for the whole organization oh, okay. is kind of mm-hmm. and depending on how you account for it is interesting so companies do cross budgeting so you can say hey yep. that's going to take you 10 days of work and you say 10 days of work okay. 3 days for you 5 days for you yeah. whatever and then they their budget pays my budget 10 days worth of work at whatever yep. you mm-hmm. know so you get that Makes kind sense. of scenario yeah but when it comes to the big boys like Office 365 or a cloud project or anything else, then, you know, you're going to put aside 1.5 million or something or whatever the price mm-hmm. is for the first year mm-hmm. of work for all of the man hours, the times, the external contracts and all that kind of stuff. And it's all judged. And you never do these things in a year. No, no, right? true. Never, ever. Yeah. As much as I believe that Office 365 can move quickly, especially SharePoint and migration and all that kind of stuff, it can be done quite quickly. It never does. And you always need year two and year three. So we're moving content into Office 365. We're moving all the emails across from True. Lotus yeah. Notes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that, and when and, you're and finally you're finished, up, then Microsoft says, hey, look, we've just come up with a new application where you can do X, Y, and Z. So yeah. you now need to migrate everything over again. Yeah, yeah. to an extent. To an extent. But I was, I'm, I'm more thinking about the fact that I'm not going to enable my compliance and policies from day one. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to no, put, true, true, yeah. you know, default retention on from day one because, you know, users may decide, hey, I think I'll move this file across 15 yeah. years old. They move That's it across instantly. The whole, the whole story of the uh, minimal governance. No, MVP? What? No, the, uh, yeah. the. Oh, yeah, the baseline governance. Baseline governance. Baseline governance. Yes. That buzzword coin that stuck phrase, in. man. Coin it. Coin, coin it, yeah. Copyrighted. Okay, yeah. everybody, you're not allowed to use baseline governance. Also, I'll get my lawyer, Moraine Summers, onto you and he'll, he'll chase you up. Yeah, but you're right. It is part of the baseline governance. But it's also, you need people to settle down on there before you start implementing compliance and policies from day one and legal hold True. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So it's always a two or three year project. And I I have a kind of problem with record management in Office 365 in terms of how that's set up. So mm-hmm. in-place records are brilliant unless I actually want to manage my team sites. Yeah, and not have them around for ten or fifteen years. Yeah. so I need solutions to pull those records out. Absolutely. Um, so you know, and those kinds of things, when you try and put them on top of migrating, I don't know, sixty terabytes of data, yeah. it's all kind of too much. So you know, the phase two of the project is going to come along, so you may as well use it and say, "This is what I'm going to do in phase two and phase one." So having my roadmap of where the users want to see their content management being managed, etc. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. we were trying to attain, and uh, and it worked out very well. So the first trial workshop's done. We now move on to the others. Good. And then we'll cool. do regular podcasts, internal podcasts for the technologies, just like we used to do at some of our other clients. And, yeah. And yep. uh, basically, it's kicking off that relationship. Yeah. And, uh, and I I'm think just... that that is still such. It's so important. It is a uh, not a lot of work uh, to just do that. Is have a champions call, talk half an hour about something, let people ask questions, do it all in Teams or Skype or whatever, and it's just a half an hour you record it. There's so much important things that other people can use afterwards. Um, yeah, 
No, I agree entirely. We we agree a lot on this. In fact, we've we've built most of it together for us yeah. over over the years. I I actually got a um. If I can just jump on that for a uh, just brief a minute. second, just have a think yeah. about this. Um. Yeah. Okay. Jump on. That uh, okay. Seconds. I actually had a uh. So after my session in Wiesbaden, somebody came to me and he was like, um, is it still okay to to put all those videos in stream? Uh, because absolutely that, not why would you want yeah. to use that application for doing videos yeah so I, at first i didn't really understand the question because he said it is so much work and i was like no it's not but he actually meant that he was uh doing um training videos and he was polishing them with an intro with an outro cutting stuff out uh doing the audio levels and everything so he was actually it, it was taking him like eight hours to produce a 30 minute video I was like, no, of course that's not worth it. If you really want to do that in a in a proper way, okay, if you have the budget, go do that. But I don't think that is worth it. So what we used to do is we would just do 30 minutes, uh, right, um, uh, just do it right there and then and all the uhs and the whoops and the whatever's okay. That's okay. Yeah, because we edit this carefully. We make sure we don't have any uhs and whoops and... Other noises. Uh, yeah. I spent oh hours and hours doing yeah. this. But so, you're right, isn't it? It's about being natural about this stuff. Absolutely, but it's also about um uh the the amount of work you wanna do or you the the budget that you can allow, uh have to do something. I'm sure there is other things he could spend his time on. Yes. So if we would just do that half an hour thing and record it and put it out there, then it's just half an hour of the time and it's still valuable. For all the people, I don't think polishing it will add that much more value for people. It'll add delays. It won't be yeah. there quickly, and it'll be out of people's minds. So yes, and then with the rate of everything we're, uh, changing in Office 365, he has to do another one in, in half a year or in a year. Yeah, So or less. Yeah. And if you do one every time. I, I, I think that's the way to go with this. I believe it's the way to go, and I offered it to the mock team. And they were focused on exchange and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, which is also important. Of course it is. But So what they're saying now is, oh, we're going to roll out exchange in 1st of uh, September or 1st of October. And then we're going to do SharePoint in 1st of November or OneDrive a month mm. later. And I go, so just a minute. So I get four weeks to prepare everybody for moving from file shares into SharePoint sites. I've That's got four months. Wouldn't it be good fly. if we in four months we actually get to change the people? Oh. Yeah. Moren actually uh, does a, a great session. Which one is this session? It's this was, expert, uh, was keeping it? keeping up with the changes. Keeping in, up in with the changes. And uh, I was looking through his slides the other day because he tweeted them out after one of the sessions a few weeks ago. And uh, there's some really, really cool stuff underneath there. And then when we was looking at it today, we went, yeah, we kind of did this one together, sitting in a golf bar and having a drink or two. A few and, years ago, yeah. Yeah. But it was interesting. There was a few phrases in there that I really liked. I, I could pull the presentations up, but I won't. But but the essence of it I saw was about preparing people for change, as opposed to saying, hey, your email is going to be different from next week onwards. You know, you're saying, hey, look, this is what you could email do. And I know it's going to be six weeks away yet, but when you, you'll you be able to drag and drop your email and drop it straight into uh, Outlook or straight into SharePoint and it'll be saved as a document. Yep. All right, okay. Just to tip everybody, you might have to drop it to your desktop first and from your desktop into the library. You might need to use a special browser. 
Oh, the new Edge browser. New Edge yeah, browser. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff in the behind the scenes about what domains for the whether it's your domain is different to your laptop domain and stuff like this. But you can go play and do it. But showing them something like that because I'm rabbiting a bit here and I don't need to. But if you show them things like that, even if it's six weeks before they get there, they're going to go, "Oh, this is cool." And then you show them a bit more two weeks later, and you show them maybe how you can see Teams in your Outlook, so all your collaboration and messaging is in one place. And then you'd show them something else a bit later. They don't, you know, you're not changing the technology you use them. You're changing the people, and you're setting their expectations as to some of the things they'll be able to do. Yeah. So it came out to me that about changing the people. There's a few other things you say in your presentation as well about preparing people as well. He says dropping in. You know, I'm looking. He's staring at me. No, no, going. no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one one of my main things is that, for example, um, so my my Facebook app on my phone. Every few weeks, I get this little notification like you're now up to date. Uh, we just installed a new version. I I never hear anyone complain about that happening. True. So that is very true. Yeah. I have an equation for this. Something that, that in terms of what I do here when it's ever a new customer is um, I basically create, and I'm having to describe this, so if I'm starting to rabbit here and it's not mm -hmm. understanding my mm -hmm. own, just correct me. But I build a quad, you know, the, the four squares. So mm -hmm. uh, up one, um, uh, up one axis, I have the number of people that a change would affect. And on the yeah. bottom one, I have a number of tickets that I kind of expect to have raised when I release a new change. Oh, yeah. So I'm yeah. basically saying to the change, hey, that's a big change. That will affect a larger number of people, and it's going to confuse a number of people. Mm -hmm. So up in the top right-hand corner, I might have can. I might have a change action notice yeah. process. Yeah, it might need, you know, um, uh, notification. It might need the things being reset. Some macros might start working, for example. Some flows might need updating. Mm -hmm. So there's a complexity of change. If I have something that uh, is affecting a large number of people, but it should be fairly easy and self-explanatory to do, then in that square, which is the top left-hand square, I have mock. Because mm -hmm. I need the management of change team to do some communications to tell everybody, hey, we've got some really cool positive stuff coming down. And, uh, and then, so there's a mock change. And the lower ones, where the, the lower numbers of people, then it's often just... Just roll it out. Yeah. This is just going to appear and they'll see a new button and make sure that, you know, somewhere on your service now, knowledge base where they can go and ask the question, hey, a new button's appeared on my SharePoint team site or something. Then they know what to do and where they, they're going to get to. And if it's complexity for a low number of people, then, you know, maybe some webinars or some look and learns and stuff. Yeah, but mm -hmm. the point mm -hmm. about that is that you can look at every one of those changes on the roadmap, and you can just make the decision on what you need to do, and go with it. Instead of everybody being frightened of the constant number of changes and panicking before it comes up, and you go, "Look, let's not panic. Let's just put a plan into place. We'll make an assessment of it, and then we'll do whatever that is, and that is it's defined." What a good communication plan should be. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it, the you know managing the the change of the people is is where we're at. So mm -hmm. that's cool. So there was a few other things that you uh, seen coming out of Vegas. Just as we sort of finish off for a few minutes before we get onto this wonderful yeah. whiskey. Well, I'm going to mm. let you uncork this one while mm. I tell the story. But anyway. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's already smiling at me. Um, <laughs> a little no, green so dumpy bottle. Yeah, there are a, a number of uh, a number of 
called things that were what's this uh, fluid set. stuff you was trying to explain to me earlier fluid ah man this is that the, it is in a very early stage this was the, the diarrhea medicine wasn't it the fluid yes. movement <laughs> was it fluid movement the bowel bowel thing yeah. um no they actually showed it at uh the build keynote a few weeks ago so first. It's, it's very new presumably it is very new it's it's not it's a concept that they're working on so it's not a product it's not a technology yet um it is something they're working on and uh, Jeff Deeper said uh, that it will only be ready for production in at least two or three years. So they still need to do a lot of work on that. Have I not heard something about a fluid interface for OneDrive? That will probably be the Fluent design thing. Oh, okay. Maybe. That's something different. So, the, so the there whole is new, Fluent and yeah, there's so Fluid. Yeah, the so whole, the whole new uh, the, the logos and, and look and feel, that's the Fluent design and this Fluid framework is actually breaking down all your uh, documents into little parts that you can reuse everywhere. So, for example, if you have a table in uh, Word, you copy-paste that table into, for example, Teams. Uh, and if you still work on that table in Word, the table in Teams will automatically be updated with that same information that wow. you put in Word. That so sounds it's cool. It is, I think, can as you a imagine concept, that it is demo so, in front cool. of a student, bunch of, a brand new set of students? Go, let me just show you this. There we go. Wow. So the future is still bright. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think that is that's such a cool concept. Um, and and I would love to see that everywhere because, for example, uh, we used to have slide libraries in PowerPoint. I do miss those slide libraries. I miss those slide libraries as well. Uh, because hear that, Microsoft. We miss so those cool. slide libraries, but they're yeah. The, now they have this uh, func of their functionality coming where you can actually copy paste one slide uh, and or send one slide to somebody. Well, you can pull it the other way around as well. So you can also pull the slide. So I'm working on one presentation mm. and I'm going to say I want to pull these slides. So actually, yeah. that's interesting. I might go back a bit. So the functionality of the slide library is now actually built into the Office. 365 yeah, application in something some like that yeah yeah, yeah i'm glad i reversed on yeah. that one all right neat so that's pretty cool but you no know, there were a lot of uh, cool things like for example the um uh the, the speed of how uh office 365 is loading your browser for example that's been uh it's now three times faster than it was two years ago i think that is that's pretty cool it's not because laptops have got quicker no, it's the the whole, I think, the output rate of their data center. Thing. And it's also, I guess, the fact that they, uh, they cache more. and Yeah, the, they the put just more, much more data centers around the world as well. Uh, so and that it's, is pretty and it's cool. all a modern interface, of course, whereas when they, well. when they first changed pages and modern pages, there was a lot of overhead to be able to deal with the legacy stuff that the less yeah. and less has been changed over. Yeah. More and more has yeah. been changed over, so it's less impact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Oh, well. And of course, they said, yay, file stab in Teams uh, again. Um, I like that part. I like something to hope for. You yeah. know, one day you're going to be surprised. You're going <laughs> to look at this tab and you're going to go, oh, that's just a normal day. And then you'll go, wow, look at this. And you'll nudge the guy next to you and go, look, look, look. And they'll go, what the f is he doing my account? Huh? No, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. We've been waiting for a long time. I've not been waiting, but what is it? Yeah, I, I yeah, get Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and there are a number of other cool things. So uh, the, the uh, differential sync. 
Oh yeah, I you talked about this before, be, and we had a bit of an argument on that because I don't see the point really. I do understand why yeah. they're doing it. Yeah. They, you know, hey, I changed one cell of a spreadsheet. Why should I synchronize the whole spreadsheet down? True. Here? Yeah. Yeah. When I could just do the the bits yeah. and bytes. That the, de- the demo was pretty cool, where I actually took a one gigabyte uh, JPEG file, and they just changed it and saved it, and it was uploaded in like or synced in like three seconds. There's nothing like a unreal demonstration to please the audience is there? yes i remember yes. i remember vegas 2010 all right and uh it was when they brought the big list you know the million line list yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh somebody sat on stage i don't know if it was jeff teeper or one of his uh, guys doing the demo and went look at this i'm going to reorder a million items on the list because we still only saw the top 30 but he went you see i'll just click this link and and i have to say there was ten thousand people in this audience that all went Ooh, because it it was impressive. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, it's nothing like those extreme demos. But, yeah, but, yeah. So yeah, there's no, uh, a number good. of cool things. Like there was also like uh, the the new uh, home site template for communication sites. And, yeah, I've uh, seen a few tweets around where they uh, go. Yeah. Just a minute, is this not kind of a home page? It it's is just like an it's is just a new. Uh, design for your communication. Oh, I've just had an email here that Microsoft are going to sponsor our podcast. What is it? Brilliant! This new oh, homepage. Wow. Absolutely, everybody needs a new homepage. Yeah. yeah okay. There'll be. No, a, no. I think point. I think it's just like communication site version two. Yeah. Like the the next iteration, a uh, bunch of new. Uh, it's supposed to be a hub site as well, isn't it? It's going. To be, it's hub capable. So yeah, but it'll do all this communication stuff. sites are like that. So. I know, and I don't get that. Why no. would I, I am not going to have. 800 sites connect to one homepage hub. Uh, well, the customers I'm seeing, they won't either, but uh, no. I might suggest that maybe there's like these really big uh, organizations in the world that might need, want to do that. That's for example, true. they will create one for HR and then every country in the world can have its own HR thing. But And that will be the home site? Or would that no, be? A, I don't think no. it will be. I think no. it'll be its own separate. We'll see. Case. We'll see when it comes out. There are a lot of cool-looking things there uh, on on the home site, uh, but I just think it's like the you know, communication site version two. And this or, is why we're going to ignite, because all these things will have settled into place by now, and they'll have some real live demos, and we'll yep. be able to go and play with them, and yep. and maybe even come back with, uh, hey, not only do I see it happening, look. It's on my laptop now. I'm working. Yeah. In so its I'm, yeah, voice. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to ignite anyway. But yeah, it's good fun. That is. Uh, so am I. Good. Alrighty, cool. I got a whiskey to tell you about, and I cannot. I just cannot believe we have not tasted my favorite whiskey before episode fourteen. I just can't believe it. So when I first came to Look, this is how good this uh, whiskey is. Let's just do the pop. Is that the bottle's nearly empty? This is my this is my go-to whiskey, and it's not because it's necessarily my favorite. It's a it is literally a drinking whiskey. It's called Connemara. It comes from my favorite distillery in the world, Kilbegan, in in Ireland. And I discovered this whiskey in a hotel. Uh, the first time I came to work in Brussels, I was going. Now I've said the first time; it wasn't quite the first time, but 
uh, I came across uh, to have the job handed over. I was the director of a dot com in the Brussels office, stayed at this hotel, at this bar, and I'm looking up at the whiskey bottle and I went, that's Irish. Yeah, that's Irish. I like Irish whiskey. And I've never heard of that before. And that was the first time I ever came across Connemara. I haven't even got the toast note, the taste notes out on this one, so I'm just going to... No. I don't care. But let's just go but for this it. This is a peated yeah. single malt Irish whiskey. Wait, it's a peated Irish whiskey? Single malt Irish whiskey. You're surprised, aren't you? I am. Me, an Irish whiskey. But this is Connemara. It's actually the name of the horse, the wild horses in Ireland. Um, but it's pretty cool. Do you know where where the peated comes from? It's also an area of Ireland as well, by the way. Uh, do you know where the term peated comes from? Do you know why you have Tell peated me. sort of single malt? So, um, when you malt, when you use a grain, when you have a grain whiskey, you basically boil the water up and you throw the grain in whole and mm-hmm. mash it up and then you distill it. Right? Well, there's a few other stages, but you distill it. If you're malting it, you let the grain grow. So you let it shoot. So it's got little yeah. green shoots yeah. on it. Yeah. Okay? And then you have to dry it. So you yeah. dry it and then you throw it into the mash and you get malted whiskey. Okay. So you have more depth in it because you've got more. Now, if you take peat, do you know what peat is? Tell me. Okay. That that basically is professional for, I know, but the users would like to know. Listeners would like to know as well. I know. Peat is uh, working at the gas station. No, no. He's he's actually been promoted now. He's the manager of McDonald's. He's uh, he's moved on. Uh, Peat is... Uh, basically, uh, lots of wood that has been buried and compressed uh, in bogs in places like Scotland, and then you can basically like dig charcoal. up a mid yeah. it's, it's it's slightly damp, okay. but it burns. Mm-hmm. So they use it as as a source of heat. Yep. And yep. one day, somebody made the mistake of look, we I've got no wood to actually dry this uh, malted barley off or malt, so we'll use peat. And so it got smoked in the peat and created this wonderful smoky peated whiskey. And that's where the peated single malt whiskey comes from. And I know everybody already knows that. But maybe there was two or three people that didn't. So now when they see there, and away you go. So Connemara, I found it uh, nearly 20 years ago uh, in Brussels. It is a beautiful, light, golden color. It is. Very, very, yeah. And Mm -hmm. the whole thing about this is it's subtle until you stick it in your nose. Yeah, it it looks like uh, it's almost been diluted with water or something, but uh, yeah. So I love that. I smell this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am drifted to to those. Pe- I'm drink. I'm talking to the glass again. <laughs> there we go. That's better. <laughs> Whenever I get these glasses in my hand, I have to say it's the thing I want to put under my nose and and not a microphone. You have to change hands, man. I'll try that, but I bet you any money it doesn't work. <laughs> Now, if I do start speaking to the glass, I've got an excuse. <laughs> but whenever I taste this, I can just, you know, it takes me. Everything is subtle about this. Okay, there's mm-hmm. a, there's a, uh, on the nose, there's a hint of fruit. Yeah. There's uh, the hint of the peat without it being overly smoky. No, no. You, you wouldn't, if you just smell it, you wouldn't think that it would be that peaty. No. no. If you wanted the same whiskey, well, I'll tell you about that one later. There's various varieties of, uh, of Connemara. Mm-hmm. Anyway, why don't mm-hmm. you give it a taste? Yeah. Okay. So this is a drinker's smooth. whiskey. It is, yeah. It's yeah. uh it's it's Irish, it's typically Irish smooth. Um mm-hmm. but it's not a big smoky taste, but it's subtly there in the background, isn't it? So was it was it also distilled three times? Yes, like the, the it's prop, traditional like the Irish. Irish, yeah. And we're just drinking the, the standard, you know, 
mm-hmm. drinking whiskey. This yes, is my go-to. because last year you had that really special. I'll tell you that story. Later. Oh my god, that was that was brilliant. But this this is so good. Yeah. Oh, and it goes on and on and on and on. So this is Connemara. It has a good finish. True. They, yeah. they do. Uh, I think it's called Turf Moor, which has it just smoked for longer and greater. So. Okay. That actually has 44 parts per million, nearly yep. like mm-hmm. a Lefrague, yep. which you'll be tasting. in next week. Yes, you will. Yeah. And uh, that is really nice too. Um, but I, I went to Kilbegan. I think I've, I've told this story before. I can't remember, but I don't care. I'm going to spend two minutes telling it again. Mm-hmm. So uh, John Cashman, who we mentioned in the last podcast, funny enough. John, I still need a bottle of Kilbegan rye. Um, and I'm sure you don't listen to this podcast, so I really will send you a, a link. Send us open. Uh, anyway, I'm digressing. Mm. So he does a, an ambassador tour every month. Yep. It's uh, nearly a whole day, eight hours or six hours or something, throwing lunch. and uh, you get Six the, hours of drinking whiskey. Uh, that sounds like a good not Friday. Not quite. Uh, you get to uh. taste it straight from the barrel. So oh, you literally yes. pour it yourself. And when you do, I'll send some photos of me pulling it out of the barrel. So you get to bring a bottle, half a bottle of uh, cask mm-hmm. straight, straight out mm. of the barrel, uh grain. Um, and I, I told him that Connemara was really what I quite like. And I love the smokiness of it. I says, but I don't like your 12-year-old. So he looked at me and I says, the problem with, as whiskey gets in the barrel longer, it gets smoother. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem is the 12-year-old, to me, loses that subtle smokiness and peatiness in the whiskey. Okay. So it kind of, and he said, yeah, we don't know why, but when, when the smoky whiskeys have been in the barrel, it tends to kind of lose itself in the charcoal of the wood a little bit. It says, but what we are finding, because we have one barrel of 22-year-old. Th- we and keep it long enough. That the, the smokiness seems to come back out the barrel. So I said, oh. that's the one I want to taste. So where is it? <laughs> yeah. This is, no, it's we well found it by away. mistake. Yeah. yeah. So my one of my lottery dreams is definitely to go and buy the oldest bottle of Connemara, barrel of Connemara and keep it. But anyway. Yeah. So he tweeted that he'd just brought this on the market. So I convinced mm-hmm. my good lady wife that for my birthday and 16 Christmases that she should buy a bottle because it's not cheap. It's, it's, not, not, it's cheap, not grossly no. expensive either, to be fair. No, I've seen better. I, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, yeah, yeah. But uh, it didn't last long. We we enjoyed that. That really yeah, was a beautiful yeah, yeah, taste. Yeah. Anyway, but we're on the out of the box, 40 euros a bottle, Connemara, peated single malt whiskey. What do you think of it? I actually already finished it. Oh, um, but it is it is very smooth. Uh, it definitely has that, yeah, the vanilla, a little bit of caramel. But you can say that about every whiskey, of course. But it's as you said, it's very sweet, very uh, fruity. Yeah, and it it it's yeah, it's a it's a drinks whiskey. Like we 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 already the talked licorice. a bit about that. Uh, Summer whiskey or winter whiskey, but this is just like an all-round. This is a drinking all day. Whiskey. Yeah, I was just, just like, just a, hey, it's a Monday. I'll I'll have a whiskey. Yeah, that's drink. why this yeah. bottle is kind of down to the last few bits, and there's yeah. a few bottles of Connemara boxes on the top of my cupboard because it, it's it's always there. And I was reading somebody else's review of uh, of Kilbegan Rye. He actually mm-hmm. tasted mm-hmm. Kilbegan Rye, and he was saying that he's, he has the same thing. He always has a bottle of Connemara there just for. Every day, just for, tasting yeah. and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, my favorite whiskey, 
the one that I always go to whenever it comes, if I have a choice, is Connemara. Uh, this is the single peat. Um, and I'm, I'm still tasting the licorice on the back of my taste on the finish. It's, it's really, really good. And I've got to stop talking about this because I can talk about this particular whiskey for a long, long time. I know you can. Yeah. But you're very right to do so because it is very good. Yeah. Cool. All righty. So, uh, anything else we have to tell people about? What did we talk about today? We had quite a good conversation. I we had that. a very, very whiny conversation. We talked about all kinds of stuff. So Changing no... the people, though. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to take that with Change me for a few people. days. Change the people. That should be the, the name of the show. Of the, yeah, we're episode. not changing the technology. We're changing the people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Because and that's also one of the things I said in my uh, in my session, like, um, is that I the uh, IT department needs to change themselves to become more of a communication department. Definitely with um, Office 365. Uh, so, yeah, you're not doing your servers anymore. You're not building all kinds of stuff. So you need to just be communicating much more about all the changes that are coming and all the things that are happening. Yeah, I think that's Drive that adoption. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you can build all kinds of really cool stuff, but if nobody's using it, then it you all build it for nothing. So. We're we're back to the car again, aren't we? We're back to you know having fitted that particular wonderful add-on to the engine and used tools to build it, and mm. it will do all of these things. But if nobody uses it, and if I look back at IT over the years, and I've been in IT for a long, long number of years, the kind of decisions that IT make are never aligned to what the business needs. Ever since we stopped building yep. mainframes. Because mm-hmm. in mainframe days, of course, you built a feature for six people because they were the people that spoke out and everybody had to use it. Mm-hmm. Now we have so much ability and granularity in our IT systems, especially in Office 365, then we can sort of really customize things for the business. Yep. And that opens up the problem of how you find out what the business needs. This is another subject. Okay? Yes. But of course, that workshop that we talked about earlier before the Connemara, that wonderful Connemara, where we talked about what the business needs. I can go back to every single one of them and I can say, you want your libraries to look like this? No problem at all. We can do that. I have about 130 ambassadors or something in this organization. Mm -hmm. I can do 130 half an hour meetings over the next six months without a problem. Yeah. What do your team need in your document libraries? Why? How do you work? What what are your processes? Yeah, we have a a bunch of thing we're trying to work out at the moment because we're on 2013 on prem about to go to uh, in one particular company. Because uh, you do you know what happens? Do you know what the average length of time for a workflow task is? No, no. idea. About eighteen months, and they just kind of disappear. So when you've created a workflow and you've said, hey, you know, approve this, you approve it and a workflow task is created Mm -hmm. and it sits there. But you'll notice they'll disappear after about 15 to 18 months. And it's a standard server level fitting. But of course, you might want to keep those as a record of something being approved if it's part of a financial transaction. So we need to be able to create those as records. But you can't send those to the record center. So they have to be done in place. And so, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's one team out of, 90 that need to prove and i'm gonna to have to buy a longer microphone lead before we yeah do yeah definitely yeah um but it's kind of one team but you know we can do that it's it's sharepoint is office 365 it's granular can i support 600 different teams yeah, kinda 
All right, I'm not suggesting I can do 500 completely different teams, but if I give them a baseline sure document library and yeah. content type and yeah. give them an ability to customize it and, and do different workflows, yeah, over time we can do that. And people forget that. They always think that, hey, we have to give everybody the same because then we can support it and the help desk can support it. Nah. You know, nah. People nah. can deal with what they want. And to be honest, they could go and do it themselves. They only need the standard rights. They can create it's their own libraries, true. their own yeah. content types, yeah. their own lists. Yeah. And we see that sometimes with those really people that are really using IT. Uh, they're not IT people, but really IT savvy. Absolutely. Um, and I've seen really cool things being created. And we're now back to the whiskey bar again. Yeah. You don't. You say yes, but you have no idea what I'm about to say next. No. Yeah. No. So there may well be Connemara on that shelf behind the bar, but not everybody will want to drink it. That is very true. I would. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I would definitely want to do that. At least the first whiskey, if, even if there's something else on the bar. For the yeah. One. So, mm -hmm. that's cool. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. I think I have definitely done talking. Yeah. It's <laughs> time for me to say goodbye. And thank you for listening. Uh, 48 minutes. Yeah, it's not too bad. We haven't hit the hour. No, but we, yeah, we should not go that far up. All right. So, we should kind of stop now then, really. Yeah. All right, well, it's Steve Dolby here signing out. PsyIS on Twitter if you want to follow me or any else. Anything else. We'll uh, find some nice little uh, widgets uh, from the last 50 minutes and tweet them out and tell everybody what we're doing. I guess we'll release this in five or six days' time or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I am going to stop. I seem to have verbal diarrhea today for whatever Me as well. I, I just kind of can't come up with all the words that I'm trying to say. I think we're just lonely. Nah, that can't <laughs> be the case. That's really sad. Anyway, Steve Dolby saying goodbye and handing over to Moraine to have the final word. Hey. So, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, same thing, Twitter, at uh, Moraine Somers. I've seen a lot of you already uh, uh, say really good things about our podcast. But what I really want to know, or what I really want to hear from you, is the two things that you would change about this podcast. I'm not promising that we will change those. But I just want to hear what are two things that we can improve uh, from our podcast. Where the hell did that come from? Oh, you uh, that's that's stuff for another conversation. <laughs> um, Good night, folks. But um, yeah, um, so that is definitely something I want to uh, hear from you. Um, also, if you want to see me live in action, Ray, just say good. There is. Uh, I'm speaking Madrid in a few say weeks. Goodbye, I'm speaking Ray. in the Netherlands in a few weeks, and there will be a. Live performance in Moscow as well. So with that, You're just goodbye. Off now. <laughs> I'm just showing off right now. With that, goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of us. And just let us know. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, Marina, I thought that went quite well. Brilliant. Except I thought we were a bit light on the whiskey thing. Hmm. Yes. I, I got so taken up by just drinking this wonderful favorite whiskey of mine that I just drank it, really, without thinking about telling people about it. No, true. We, we told them about the color. The color yeah. we got right. So, yeah. The color we got right. But Maybe we, we should failed. talk a little bit more about how it tastes like. 
I also got another few things wrong. I actually said it was a typical Irish distillation. It's not. It's only distilled twice. Sorry, I don't mean to that two fingers. That is very, very weird for an Irish. It is. It's only distilled twice. And uh, the Connemara horse is actually a pony, but it is a pony, but it's basically mined after the uh, the Connemara area of Ireland. Okay, so it is something with four feet and a and a tail. Yeah, that shits. Oh. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's hey, but that lets the barley grow, though. That so. does help the barley grow. That's, that I'm glad to say is not where it gets its distinctive taste <laughs> from. <laughs> so what else can we say about this? We missed out the kind of flowery on the nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And hazelnut. There's hazelnut in the tasting notes. I don't get hazelnut in there. But there is no. there is a kind of bland underlying nose in there. Whether that's hazelnut, I don't Could very well be. So we uh, we had something about apples as well. Yes. So there's definitely I, apples. I was sitting here after we turned yeah. the mics off last time and I definitely get the apples. I get a Swedish apple, although you think it might be a kind of tarty. Yeah, for me for me it's more like this this uh, green sour apple. Yeah. It's because it's got a green get, bottle. Apparently yeah. the green is because um, in Connemara the mines actually uh, pull up a green type of gem. It's not emeralds. But oh, okay. So that's where the green comes from. So you actually did well there tasting green. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the rest of it I think we got right. I mean the the finish just goes on and on. Yeah. I mean I got licorice. I was really enjoying that but the, nobody else is uh, mm-hmm. talking about it. But the, the honey finish and 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 we we did say it was peaty, um, but it is so do- totally different than a good Isla peaty whiskey. Mm. It's subtle. I, I call it a subtle peatiness. But yeah, I read somewhere it's it's a clear. Um, it's more clear than a clearer than. Do you want to read yeah. that again? Why I just talk about the uh, something else? It's also uh, I was also winging it around the glass as well, and. It's not as oily or as fatty as no, definitely. Some of you can, you can you can taste that as well. Mm. Uh, that it is, and, and maybe that's why it's good drinking whiskey, because it's not not so oily and no. it will not stick in your throat when it goes down and it will. So why does it have such a, a long finish? I mean, it does go on. It's not as big and bold as the Brunnerhunne Heine thing that we tasted mm-hmm. the other day. That, that I will also taste next. That week. fin. Oh. I nearly really, really naughtily swore then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw some pictures of the places you're going to visit in Scotland next week. I on will the put side of the so river. many pictures. I will all hashtag mm. them off the 365 distill yeah, as yeah. well. But, uh, anyway, I think we probably gave them a better view of the whiskey now. Mm-hmm. All right. So this was the... Uh, the thing is, listener, if you're still listening now, you might be the few people that caught the bit at the end. Because I'm going to put this in after the music. So, as far as everybody else is concerned, they didn't get this bit. So, you are very, very special. Of course, we'll probably tell everybody about it, so you're not that special. But you might be. If everybody's turned off when the music's finished, then they aren't here anymore. So, and, well, we can can give them a special thing. Go on, then. Should we give them a sticker? Everyone is so big into stickers these days. Are we going to post them off to people, then? Yeah. Okay. How do we get all their details? We have got some. Ah. We've got some limited edition. What do we call our podcast? Office Three Six Five Distilled. <laughs> we, we've we've actually on our second glass of whiskey now. Um, 
obviously stickers i don't mind um yeah. people can send uh if you send a direct message is it hidden from everybody else yeah yeah, yeah. all right yeah. so we will post special office 365 distilled stickers if you've listened to the extra bit at the end by dming you you or me okay so dm either of us with your address and we'll put uh two or three stickers in from yep. office 365 distilled that was a great idea my friend let's do that all right so cool. good night i've got a little drop left in the glass i'm about to finish it so i'm going to turn off the recorder and i hope you added the you liked the ps this is the yeah. whiskey details Ooh.